Welcome to It's a Good Life podcast, where it's all about helping entrepreneurs think, feel, and do better. In case you missed it, Brian shared his bold predictions for the 2024 real estate market, and you can head over to itsagoodlife.com to check it out. In the meantime, here's Brian. Well, the top of the morning to you, and we're still in the top of the year. We've tried to get you off to a great start this year with a podcast called Ready, Set, Goal. Then we talked about do it now for your business. And today we're going to try to bring those two things together, both getting your life up and running and pursuing your goals, get your business thumping and running and achieving. And today it's how to be a goal getter. We know about being a goal setter and the road to hell is paved with good intentions. So this is really about transforming the goals that you've set into now being an achiever of those goals. And so I have three major points for you, as I always do. We're going to talk about the top traits of winners. We're going to talk about making your goals visual, and then we're going to outline the pleasure and the pain. The top traits of winners. And you're going to hear me use that word a lot this year. In the space that I've served for the past 30 plus years, being in real estate, and then training and coaching real estate people, lending people, that's now branched out into 47 different industries we coach in many countries all over the world. But in the space I'm in, Coming off the year we had in 2023, where you see interest rates climb extraordinarily, the lowest number of transactions that had taken place in 30 years. What have we seen? A lot of people leaving the business because the going got tough. And we know the song, right? Billy Ocean, when the going gets tough, the tough get going. Well, at the end of the day, we don't like to use terms anymore like winners and losers. And because loser, it's a judgment. And losing can be an event, it can be a season in a person's life, but I'm really not focused on losing, I'm focused on winners. Our coaching company, our programs are designed to help people win. And so we want you to win, we want you to be a goal getter. And I think it'd be fair to say that people who set goals, achieve goals and do it in a timely manner are the people who are winning. And so I want to share with you right now the top traits of winners. There's 10 of them all together. So here they are. Number one. Winners don't make excuses. One of the things in our culture today is it's easy to make an excuse, right? George Washington said, it's better to offer no excuse than a bad one. The fact of the matter is, all excuses are bad. What inspires us is when we see a person who does the hard thing when all the odds are against them. We used to sponsor Dick and Ricky Hoyt. Here was a father with a quadriplegic son that used to do the Ironman triathlon. They would do the bike of 112 miles. He would have his son on like a a, a seat attached to the bike. He would do the 2.4 mile swim, pulling his son in a dinghy. And then he would run the 26.2 marathon at the end of it, pushing his son in a specially made wheelchair. And we were a sponsor for many years and we built the bike and we built the wheelchair and did the dinghy. And by the way, it was called It's a Good Life. It wasn't Buffini and Company. We weren't trying to do it for um, a sponsorship to make money or promote ourselves. We were promoting the good life. Uh, It wasn't until years and years later did we have a podcast called the same. But the one thing I learned from Dick Hoyt, he never made excuses. Winners don't make excuses. Number two, they make the priority the priority. Jim Rohn said, if it's a priority, you'll find a way. If it isn't, you'll find an excuse. So when it's a priority, it's really key that we pour our energy into our priorities. One of the reasons you can get off to a good start in your year 
is you focused on the highest and best use of your time. The highest and best use of your time for your business, the highest and best use of your time for yourself. And if you do that, you're off to a great start. The next dynamic with winners is they don't waste time. Now, it doesn't mean they're perfect. It doesn't mean that every hour of every day and every minute of every day, it doesn't mean they don't scroll Instagram or watch Netflix once in a while. It's just they don't waste a lot of it. And what they don't waste is the pivotal production hours. On a personal level, it's that first hour of your day from a standpoint of spiritually, physically, emotionally, health-wise, food-wise, that first hour of the day, don't waste that. Don't waste that. That's pivotal. The start of your day. Don't start your day with the emails or scrolling or distracting stuff. The first part of your day. If you're a small business owner, you you got to be in the focus of generating leads, right? I'm not going to waste my time. i got to get it going. Bruce Lee was a master, and he said, if you love life, don't waste time, for time is what life is made up of. So love your life, love your business, try not to waste the time. And the real key is don't waste the most productive hours of your day. The next thing is you got to expect to win. That's another trait of winners. They expect to win. When they're losing, they know something's not right here. They get used to, okay, hang on a second here. One of the things uh, for me is like in in getting in shape and losing weight, it's very easy to get comfortable with being heavier or out of shape or you're having to get the bigger size pants or short or dress, whatever the thing is. You're comfortable with it. Oh, okay, great. You know, what I do when I'm feeling I'm getting weight is wear sweats around the house. You know, things like that. No, you got to get uncomfortable with that and expect to win. Zig Ziglar said you were born to win, but to be a winner, you must plan to win, prepare to win, expect to win. The next trait of winners is they appreciate feedback. Bill Gates said, we all need people who will give us feedback. That's how we improve. One of the great dynamics of coaching, I just feel like I just walking through the coaching floor and listen to the coaches at Buffini and Company. They're able to give constructive feedback. They never tear down the person. They're always able to find a way to help a person, hold them accountable in an encouraging way. We need the feedback. Another trait of winners is they don't give up. Now, I'm going to give you a particular specificity on this because for almost 30 years, we've been the largest coaching company in the country. And I can tell you about this because you go, hang on a second here. I must not be a winner because I've given up before. Well, so have I. There's a difference between giving up and stopping. Stopping is you set a goal, you had some momentum, you're achieving some things, and then something happened. Either a major life event, a major business event, a market change, whatever else. And then what happens is the habit stopped. I had a situation here at my company the other day. I would start my day, I look at the daily report from all the different departments. And somehow I needed some information the other day and I went to my assistant and I go, where's the daily sales report? Where's the daily production report? Where's the daily coaching report? And for some reason, uh, some change had been made on the internal IT system in the company. And it had been two and a half months since I got one of these. Now I'm telling you, I'm seven years getting the same thing every day. I didn't miss it the first day. I didn't miss it the second day. I didn't miss it for a while. That's what happens with habits. It could be working out. It could be eating right. It could be doing the proactive lead generation tools and systems that are part of the Do It Now campaign. It's very easy. And so we just kind of drift and we don't know it. So it's not that I, you give up on those things. You just get distracted. So the key is someone who gives up is someone who says it's not possible. I set a goal to lose weight five times before and I'm not willing to try again. That's someone who's given up. 
The person I'm interested in talking to is a good person who set the goals five times to lose the weight and set it again a sixth time. And what can I do different? And how can I get back on the wagon? How can I do it right? I tried to pay off my debts before. I'm willing to do it again. What can I do different? Albert Einstein said, you never fail until you stop trying. Winners don't give up. Next trait of winners is uh, they take responsibility. Something that's not too cool in the culture we live in today. People don't want to take responsibility. People want entitlements. People want rights. People rarely want responsibilities. But that is one of the key traits of people who win. Abraham Lincoln said, you cannot escape the responsibility of tomorrow by evading it today. We got to take responsibility. Take responsibility for your health. Take responsibility for your finances. If your family's going through tough times, take responsibility for your part in it, not for the whole thing. Take responsibility for what you can do. The next trait of winners is they're always learning. I have this brass plate behind me when I do the broadcast here. And it's a quote from Michelangelo. And it says, Ancora imparo, which means I am still learning. Michelangelo said that at the end of his life. And he was a master. I want it said of me at the end of my life too. Brian Tracy said, Continuous learning is the minimum requirement for success in any field. The ninth trait would be always give more than expected. In the world we live in today where customer service is at an all-time low, making eye contact, giving a smile, giving a little bit of energy, man, if you give more than expected, your business is going to thrive. Napoleon Hill says, one of the most important principles of success is developing the habit of going the extra mile, making sure that's part of your life, making sure that's part of your business, Man, that makes you a goal-getter. That makes you a winner. And lastly, don't follow the crowd. Don't follow the crowd, especially now. And the crowd is so easily manipulated now. So easily manipulated. A headline, a story, a post, misinformation. It gets out. It's like a wildfire. It goes viral, as they say. And the crowd goes with it. Margaret Thatcher said, don't follow the crowd. Let the crowd follow you. That's what a winner does. That's what a leader does. Those 10 traits, think them through. I hope you listen to these podcasts over and over again, whether you're walking or working out or in your car. I hope you listen to it over and over again. What one or two or three of those traits can you grow in this year, this month? The second thing here in being a real go-getter is to focus on making your goals visual. You want to make your goals visual. This is really key because the eyes are the windows to the soul. And when we make our goals visual in front of us and we come in contact with them visually, it just ignites our unconscious. And 80% of our actions come out of our unconscious mind. And the way to do that is through what you see. The first part of that is what we call focus the flame. And there's a whole dynamic to that is it's a counter distraction. We live in a world of distraction, our phones, social media, our emails. We're just constantly distracted. Psychologists will say the number one enemy of intimacy today is distraction. You know, people bring their phones when they go out to eat at dinner time, when the family's together. When you have that phone in your hand, you're telling the person next to you, if you even have you have it upside down on a table, you're not the most important thing. You don't have my full attention because that phone is there all the time and it can go off at any time. It can ding at any time. I can pick it up if there's a lull in the conversation. What we want to do is focus the flame and it's called counter distraction. So one of the ways to do that is an old fashioned goal board. And we used to do this exercise not only at our seminars, 
but also inside our company. Every department in Buffini Company would set aside time. The leaders would get together with their team and say, what are you hoping to achieve this year? And we'd provide these big boards, like uh, probably two and a half feet wide and two feet tall, like a styrofoam board. And then we'd provide a bunch of magazines. And it would be five circles, right? Spiritual, family, business, financial, personal, magic moments, places they wanted to go to, things they wanted to achieve, you know, a dress they wanted to fit into or a bathing suit, you know, the picture of a guy in great shape with muscles or, you know, a little bank account with a lot of money in it. Uh, Vacations were always big and a beach somewhere and a palm tree somewhere or a new house or a new car or whatever it was, the gold board. It turns out we were onto something for a long time. Forbes just recently reported that 82% of small business owners who used what they call a vision board accomplished more than half the goals they included on it by just seeing it every day. And so that's a big thing. So I really highly recommend you make a goal board. The second part of making your goals visual is to engage with your visuals daily. In some regard, engage with them daily. So obviously you can do the cardboard cutout. Some of you are a little more technologically savvy. You can turn it into the screensaver on your computer. Even when they're just the computer is just sitting there, that image is there. That image is there to your goals. There are a number of apps that do this nowadays uh, very, very powerfully. I'm sitting here, and for those who see the clips, I have in my home in Hawaii. Hawaii is a big deal to me and my family. And I purchased a home there not so long ago, and I installed cameras. And not just for security purposes, but I actually have, and those of you who can watch, you can see, I have a camera from my house looking out to the ocean. Now, it's, uh, we call it the whale watching camera because from January through the middle of April, there's whales right off the front of the house. But I see the landscape. I see the colors. I'm looking at it as I'm talking to you. I'm seeing the visuals. And I know my next trip to Hawaii. I know where I'm going to be and when I'm going to be there. In fact, for future reference, our great engineer, Danny Iverson, just came out to the island and installed a state-of-the-art podcast studio in the house out there in Hawaii. And you'll see a number of broadcasts this year come to you from Hawaii. And you know what? What a great thing that is. I mean, we have an It's a Good Life podcast from a presenter who's uh, living the good life and he's relaxed and has time to think and is feeling good and is doing his workouts and doing his routines. So I'll be able to bring you my best because I'm in a place from my best. That's part of the goal board. So when I'm not in Hawaii, every day, several times a day, I'll pull up the camera and look out the backyard. I look at the view. I look at the ocean outside my home there. And it just creates in me this dynamic and it it gets me connected to my goals. It's also a reminder of goals achieved because I had to achieve some goals to get that house in the first place. And it's also the goal of when I'm going to get there. It also oftentimes helps me be very productive because I know when I'm going there next. So I get a bunch done before I go. So there's just so many benefits to something like that. And I understand many of you won't be buying a, a house like that or whatever else but it's a way to get your goals in front of you. So we want to focus that flame and then engage with the visuals daily. The third part of making your goals visual is to track your progress. Now, look, we're a coaching company, so tracking things is a big deal. People were here when we met them, and now they're here. It's very important because people lose perspective on that. Even people who are achieving, what we found with the coaches is that our clients that are on their way to doing it well often don't feel like they're making enough progress. And it's not until they look back to where they started that they're so shocked. 
So that's why we, we invested millions of dollars over the year into a contact management system called Referral Maker CRM, which is part of our Do It Now campaign. What it does allows you to track everything you do, all the results you're getting, the activities you're taking, and it lets you know, well, hey, here's what you got in the hopper, here's what you got in your pipeline, here's what you've gotten achieved, here's what you've done. It's a fantastic thing. Another version that would be, let's say you're working out at home or you have a piece of exercise equipment in a bedroom, a simple little whiteboard where you have your goal, you have your workouts that you're trying to achieve, and you track it. And again, it's important. Now, I know there's all kinds of cool stuff and you might use your Apple Watch and you might use this or that or the heart monitors, all those things. It's all great. But you have to visually connect the eyes of the windows to the soul. It connects to the unconscious mind. 80% of our actions come out of the unconscious mind. When you start to see that progress and you start to see those results, you don't want to give up on it. So you want to see it visually. And the more you utilize, whether it be a CRM, or whether it be a whiteboard, or whether you use apps to track your progress, that's what you got to do. And again, I know I used the Apple Watch for many years. It was very helpful to me because you can see, okay, here's what I got done today, and here's how many steps I took, and so on and so forth, and here's my streak and how many months and years I've done it. All good, all good. The key is to track your progress. You know, Pearson's Law says when performance is measured, performance improves. When performance is measured and reported back, the rate of improvement accelerates. And that's Pearson's Law, very powerful. Don Lancaster said, most impossible goals can be met simply by breaking them down into bite-sized chunks, writing them down, believing them, and then going full speed as if they were routine. Chris Burke said, obstacles are what you see when you take your eyes off your goals. Right, so we know that. That's the obstacles are coming. The challenges are coming. We can't take our eyes off the prize. So we want to make our goals visuals. You want to focus the flame, engage with your visuals daily, and then track your progress. And then lastly, you want to outline the pleasure and the pain. And what I'm going to do for you now was done for me 31 years ago. And I can tell you where I was and where it was. It was at the Del Mar Hilton. And I went to a seminar, and the Lou Tice method of goal setting was taught at that seminar. We start off the year by having you do smart goals, specific and measurable and achievable, realistic, time-based. And that's a very, very powerful, practical way to get things down on paper and go. There's also a way to engage yourself that really stirs the heart to make you a go-getter. That doesn't need anybody to prod or push you. You know, my daughter is 29. She's been pursuing her dream of being an Olympian equestrian since she was 10 years old. So she's 19 years at this. Never once in 19 years have I had to try to get her out of bed to go ride or muck the stables or do whatever. Never. Never once. Because she has a goal. Now, there's other things I've had to champion her to do as her dad over the years, whether it's working out. And she's a great follow. You can go to Anna Buffini. And follow her on Instagram, you'll see her workout regimens, you'll see her routines, you'll see what she does. She's got a huge following on social media. But when you have a really compelling goal that stirs the heart, it's amazing, this fountain of motivation that you tap into. And so the Lou Tice method, you write out the goal as if it's already happened. You write out the positive power of why. You figure out the cost of non-completion. What happens if I don't do the goal? And then ultimately, what have I got to do? The price of completion. What have I got to do to reach the goal? 
So I'm going to share with you this Lou Tice method that changed my life. I had a son born in November, my very first son. And here I am, I'm an immigrant. I'd been away from home. And you got a picture, there's no Skype, there's no Zoom. Phone calls back to Ireland were very rare. The phone calls from Ireland never happened because it was expensive. So a different world and a different time 30 years ago. And when you're an immigrant and you're living eight hours away from your mom and dad, you feel very far away. And I hadn't been home in a number of years. Got married, started my career, going hard. Mom and dad had come out to see me. I'd been home once, I think, but about five-year time frame. And so I'm one of six children, and I had the first grandchild. I realized I hadn't been home in a long time, and I got exposed to the Tice method. So to give you context, I was selling about five to six homes a month when I wrote this goal. And that you'll hear why that's so important here in a minute. So I wrote out this goal, and I built it out six months from the time I wrote it. I wrote the goal as if it had already happened. So I wrote the goal, I think, like I said, in March, but I projected out to September. It's September 24th, and I'm sitting in the kitchen of the home I grew up in in Dublin. Mom and Dad have had two weeks to fall in love with their first grandchild. We just spent a week on the west coast of Ireland, renting a cottage down by the sea. My brothers Dermot and Kevin, my sister Louise, have all joined us. We've just had the time of our lives. It's been such a treat to be able to pay for everyone's vacation. What a moving experience it's been to return to my homeland after all these years with my new wife. Being with my old friends and family has been wonderful. So a beautiful goal, written in the past tense, out in the future, as if it's already happened. So then you get to the positive power of why, which is the benefits of doing it. Mom and dad will be able to build a relationship with their first grandchild. I'm looking forward to spending time with all my childhood friends. Bev has wanted to take a trip to Ireland since we first met. It'll be a fantastic time when the entire Buffini clan gets together and takes a vacation together. What a great feeling it is to be able to pay for everyone's vacation. We were not a wealthy family by any stretch of the imagination. The cost of non-completion. And when I wrote this out, my life changed. My life changed forever. And what if my parents die and never got to see my son? I haven't been home in seven years. I feel like a failure because I keep putting the trip off. Bev can't fully understand who I am till she sees where I come from. I miss all my friends back home. I miss my homeland. When I wrote that down, now here's the thing. My parents are still alive today, thank God. They're 93 and 92 years of age. And they've not only seen their grandchildren, they've actually gotten to see and live to see three great-grandchildren. But I wrote that at that time, and the emotion of that was so visceral, it forced me into action. And I mentioned to you, I was selling about five or six homes a month at the time. My mentor told me, hey, Brian, when you get past six homes a month, it's just chaotic. So guess what? Other people will pass on their limitations to you. I took it as gospel. Here's what I did. I put this trip, paid for everyone's flights and hotels, everything else. Dermot was living in England at the time, my sister in the north of Ireland. I put everything on an American Express card. And I had timed it so that I had 20 days until the bill came in and then 30 days until the bill had to be paid. So I had 50 days to get my act together. Now, I don't recommend this, but I'm telling you, the trip at the time was $8,000. Now, this is 30 years ago, some real money. And I had 50 days to come up with the money. I sold 13 homes that month and I sold 12 the following month. Double, usually, my best performing months. Nothing changed. The market didn't change. The interest rates didn't change. Nothing changed. But I wrote out a goal that moved me so much I became a goal getter. I wrote out a very powerful visual as if it had already happened. I wrote down the positive power of why. And then I wrote out the cost of non-completion. And then simply, there was a series of activities I had to do. You know, 
I needed to take three clients to lunch each week. I had to make 10 calls to my database a day. What is now the Do It Now campaign was built into that. And it changed my life forever. Now, you can take the same format and and apply it to ABCD in your database to get your business organized. In fact, so what I've done for you is on the It's a Good Life website, you go into tools and resources, and we have a sample goal for you that you can learn the Lou Tice method. And then we have a blank one that you can apply it for yourself. And just do this for yourself. And write as if it's already happened. The positive power of why, the cost of non-completion. And then ultimately, what's the price of completion? What do I have to do to make it happen? I did that 30-some years ago, and it changed my life forever because I became that day a goal-getter. I learned how to write goals in a way that stirred me and moved me. I took massive action. And by the way, I blew off the ceiling of what I thought I could do and what I was told I could do. And that's what I hope for all of you today. And so I encourage you to listen to this. I encourage you to go to itsagoodlife.com, go and get the tool itself, listen to this episode, and go and get after it, you know? Billie Jean King said, a champion is afraid of losing. Everyone else is afraid of winning. That's the cost of non-completion. As a business owner, we always think everyone else has it easy. You know, butter wouldn't melt in their mouth. Art Rooney was the founder and owner of the Pittsburgh Steelers. One of the greatest franchises in sports history. They won six Super Bowls. The Rooney family is beloved in the city of Pittsburgh and in the state of Pennsylvania and all over the country. Art Rooney said, the biggest thrill isn't winning on Sunday, but meeting payroll on Monday. Right? That's an entrepreneur. He had to set those goals and he had to understand the cost of completion. And then as I leave you with Jimmy Connors' quote here today, the great tennis champion, he said, my greatest victory was every time I walked out there on the court, I gave it everything I had, and I left everything out there. That's what I'm most proud of. And anyone who ever saw Jimmy Connors play, that's what they saw. What if you left everything out there? What if you set your goals and became the embodiment of the top traits of winners? What if you made your goals visuals? And then what if you outlined the pleasure and the pain, and you went out there and just became a goal-getter? What if you gave it your very best? and became the Jimmy Connors of goal-getting and goal-setting. Well, let me tell you, by the end of the year, what a story you'll have to tell. What a podcast you could do. And maybe your life can be changed, like mine was. 31 years ago today, I set these goals, and it changed my life forever. Well, I hope this has been helpful to you. We want to get you off to a great start in your year. We've helped you be a goal-setter. We've helped you with the Do It Now campaign, and now we helped you be a a goal-getter. This is a very powerful month. Most people fail in the month of January. We want you to win and learn how to be a winner. And hopefully this podcast has helped you on your way to that. And someone who's been a real winner in my life for the past 20 years is our executive producer, Mr. David Lally, who has a good word for us all today. Over to you, Dave. Brian, thank you so much. Very kind words and fantastic content today. As always, head over to itsagoodlife.com to get that goal sheet he talked about. And you can see a sample one on there, too, to give you some ideas to get going. Thanks to our listeners for being on the journey. Harry Canales left a review for us. Wow, there's so much to learn. Each episode is filled with so much content you'll want to journal as you listen. I'm amazed by how much is given to each viewer for free. It's a must-listen if you're an entrepreneur wanting to better your business. I'm definitely signing up for coaching. While we appreciate you, Harry, 
and uh, welcome to the team if you've joined us for coaching. And do please leave a review. Let us know how we're doing. It's great for us to get that feedback, and we do read every single one. In the meantime, here's the original go-getter, Trey's Buffini. May the road rise up to meet you, and may the wind always be at your back. May the rain fall soft upon your fields, and the sun shine warm upon your face. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the hollow of his hand. See you next time.